Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie g'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and brrrr. Welcome to Outside the Sheds. That's right, Shedheads. I have not left you. Last time I checked, my name isn't Ted Cruz. I don't go on vacations. I stay in the foxhole and I come to you, my people. I don't care if it's minus 20 outside. I got seven inches of snow. You know what I got? I got a toque. I put that sucker on my head, protect my ears, and out we go. That's what we do. That's how we handle this. We don't run. I'm not taking kids on vacation. No. Listen, I don't care what political party you are. I'm not a quitter, and I don't leave people behind. So, for that reason, welcome. Here we are. I hope you're warm. I hope you're safe, but that doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because the league marches on. We get second life starting tonight. So get your favorite electric blanket out. Get your favorite pillow. Get your favorite hood. I'm meeting you at 310 this morning, and we start the season. That's what we do. We pick it up and run. We follow a sport and two sports when we talk about rugby league, Aussie rules football, where the guy shorts are so short and it is cold outside. And we play. It's the game. So lift it. Here we go. I'm excited. I hope you guys can tell. I am so excited right now. I can't feel my fingers and my toes, but I'm excited. I'm very excited. And I'm excited because tonight we begin it. And it seems like it was forever ago. All right, let's be honest. It wasn't that long ago that we just didn't finish State of Origin. But three months, whew, three months over here in the United States of America has felt like 12 years. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I feel like I have gone to counseling, come out of it, rehabbed, gone back in, and I'm trying to come back out with a sponsor. That's what it feels like this last three months. But we've gotten through it because we're going to, starting tonight, begin the season. And I hope that brings us all together. I've said this over and over again multiple times. That is one of the beauties of sport is that we come together as people. No matter what our differences are, you don't know what political party that guy is when you see him in a New Jersey Devils jersey or a West Tigers jersey or a Brisbane Lions jersey. You just see a brother wearing your colors and you instantly smile at one another. And that's the beauty of sport. And it helps us bring together differences that we might be able to find quickly any other place. But in that stadium, with those jerseys on, with our colors being represented, we are one. Or you can't stand that guy on the other side because he's wearing those colors. But that's what life is. Friend and foe. Family and the family members you don't want to inside your front door in the holidays. That's what we do. That's what we do. And let's accept that. Let's go forward with it. And let's be the people that I know that we can be. Enough of that. Because I don't like soap boxes because I can't use soap because I don't have water right now. But let's go into what I'm so excited about. Because as we start off our 4020 this week, I get to talk about the Indigenous All-Stars against the Maori All-Stars. Let's get it on. Ding, ding, ding. We've got the All-Star game. And we've got the All-Star game starting, like I said, earlier tonight. Fox Sports 1. 
Three o'clock is when this when the I guess the match starts. It's a three ten kickoff. But we've got it. We've got it live here in the United States, and it looks like that's going to be the case in most places. So we're going to be able to watch it live. I'm recording that sucker, but I'm going to watch it live. We're expecting to be playing the game tonight, though, under wet conditions. It looks like it's been raining up in Townsville all week. Uh, I don't think we're going to be under like a downpour tonight for the match, but I know that it's going to be a slick field, a slick track, and it does sound like it's going to be raining. Now, we know uh, our, fo- our, our brothers and sisters up in Queensland, uh, and especially in Townsville, aren't going to run away because of a little bit of precip. We're expecting 25000 tonight at that. So, uh, Jared Jones, uh, uh, up, up, in, up in Dallas, I still don't think you've beaten the NRL because 25000 are showing up tonight. And again, Rugby League owns you. Both teams will be playing tonight for the Arthur Beetson Trophy. And I think everybody knows who Artie Beetson and what he means to the game, being an indigenous god, but the god of the game. That's a very important and magical trophy for both of these sides because it's the acceptance of having a little bit of pigmentation in your skin and what that means uh, for cultural heritage for this game. And I think since we've flip this game into the indigenous all-stars of Australia and the Maori all-stars of New Zealand, this game has really got some passion about it. This game, if you haven't watched it yet, both teams will do their versions of a war dance before the game. The Maori all-stars will do their, their, their haka. The indigenous all-stars will do their war dance and the, and the, and it is magical. I, I can't, I can't really put it to words but I don't need a band. I don't need a bunch of people in pageantry, pageantry wearing pal, you know polyester and wool with bad hats on and, and a flout, flute section or a clarinet section or a sax section. We have voice. And when these two teams face off and they do their, their, their representative dances towards one another, if you don't get goosebumps, you might want to put that mirror underneath your nose to see if you're alive because it is magical. And that is the thing that I think that we have added that we didn't have before with the, with the, with the previous setup of the All-Star game. Myself, I loved both of them. But to me, this one is where we go for from this point forward or like we have the last uh, couple of seasons. But it's going to be magical. And there is even talk that next year that a lot of the Maori All-Stars are pushing to have this game played in New Zealand. Maybe Auckland, not really sure. I think it would be beautiful to have it done in Mount Eden. But why wouldn't they start the season over in New Zealand? Uh, They've done it up in Australia for the last couple years for this. And if we are going to play a Maori against an Indigenous All-Stars match like this, I think both sides need to have a home and away to an extent. So hopefully that is really pushed and hopefully that comes down. Um, But... We still are in 2020 and 2021, and why I say both years is because COVID hasn't left us. No matter what people might try to tell you and, and, and all, I think we're seeing now with some real leadership, we're seeing more people wearing masks, and that doesn't change because most countries around this, the, around this world have been implementing the mask policies. Unless you've handled the, the virus the right way, like we can see in the Australian Open, where barely anyone's wearing masks because they attack the problem. We will see 
a drastic change to this All-Star game, though, because of that. Because Victoria still has their borders closed, which means we're losing some major, major players, more so for the Maori team, uh, because a lot of those Maori All-Stars, Jerome Hughes, uh, Josh Adokar, but a lot of those Maori All-Stars, I think that six of them are going to represent not being able to play for, for the Maori team. And as we all know, the Fox is going to play for the Indigenous team, and he's not going to be there. Corey Thompson's actually going to fill in his spot. Big big Corey Thompson fan. Huge Corey Thompson fan. Matter of fact, to me, I think that was one of the worst moves of the 2020 season was the Tigers letting Corey Thompson go up to uh, the Gold Coast Titans. But I'm not going backwards. We're going forwards. But that is going to be a huge, huge hit to this. But it's, it's actually added to some stories that we might not have followed if it wasn't for the borders closing. Yes, the Maori All-Star is going to be a little bit undergunned. But, you know, if you listen to Coach David Tidwell talk for the Maori All-Stars, that's not going to slow him down a second. He thinks it's still going to be a fun, fun, let's throw the ball around, let's get some attack going. But they're going to attack. And I think we're going to see both sides play some attacking footy, and that is what we all love to see. I think this is going to be a game that we're going to see uh, scoring into the 20s for both sides. But that is going to be fun, especially with the wet track uh, and both sides saying they're going to attack no matter what. And that's even with these big stars being missed. It's going to be a fun game. We've got players that are actually going to be making some returns. We've got Cody Walker coming back after shoulder surgery. But then the big one, Latrell Mitchell. Latrell is coming back. This is his first game back since his hamstring injury. And he looks like in training that he looks incredible again. It looks like he still might be carrying a few extra LBs right now. But Latrell is a gamer. He's a baller, plain and simple. And it looks like Latrell is going to be playing and starting at fullback, which I think is, like I said, we've, we've, we've all heard over the last season and a half that that's where Latrell has always wanted to play. And I think he wants to continue the tradition of GI, uh, Greg Inglis with the Rabbit Toes. And, and, and bringing that indigenous powerhouse, uh, just freak athlete to the game. There's also talk because of, of him being monitored for the amount of time that he's going to play, that he may play a little bit in the centers as well. But uh, as Latrell has proven, both of them he can dominate in. Let's just knock on wood and hope that he gets through this game. And not just Latrell, but all these athletes who have... Who have pledged to their teams, um, Maori All-Star, Indigenous All-Stars, that they're putting their their seasons in the balance because they're playing an early game that is going to be hard-hitting. And we all know, being fans of Rugby League, that when you play the game of Rugby League, injury will occur. And so we could see injuries tonight, and let's hope that we don't see them. Let's hope that if they do happen, they're minimal. The other thing that's really exciting, because of Jerome Hughes not being able to come up because of the Victoria lockdown, is I've told you that Benji Marshall is going to play as a Maori uh, representative in this game. But now, because of Jerome not playing, Benji is going to be starting at halfback. And, And think about that. Benji Marshall, a guy that two weeks ago, it looked like he was a matter of days away from saying he's going to retire. Getting the lifeline from Wayne Bennett, signing with the Rabbitohs for a one-year contract, and then quickly being said 
uh, we'd love you to come play for the Maori All-Stars. And Benji said, yeah, I'd, you know, I would love it. It would be an honor. I, I would love to play. But looking like he was only going to be a sub, now the guy is a starter. And from what it's being talked about in camp, Benji is coming with, with full thrust. They say that he is, is, is cracking. He is playing. He's throwing the ball all around. Uh, he is getting into the guys, uh, giving, staying cheeky as ever. But I think what you're seeing with this is Benji feels like he's got new life. And I think he's beyond comfortable playing under Wayne Bennett. And I think Benji, I told you this a couple weeks ago, I think Benji's dream is to really show the game he's got and to, and to finish his career playing for New Zealand in the Rugby League World Cup at the end of this season. And, and for a guy that's given so much to the game that, that Benji has, it's only fitting that he gets to go out on his own term there. And I really was upset last year when I saw him go down in that last match for the Tigers um, knowing that he was not going to be putting on his probably his favorite jersey besides his country cut jersey, and not going to and not able to go out the way that he'd like to, and I know that left a sour taste in his mouth, and I was really really worried that that was going to be his last remembrance of the game of going out that way, but it's not going to be that way, and I am just oh I'm I'm I can't I hope I hope you can tell by my voice right now how excited I am to watch this tonight. And I think that the, the most fun part of this game tonight is going to be the, the battle of the two five-eighths. I think Cody Walker and I think Jerome Luai, and Jerome might be my, 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 my favorite player right now in the five-eighth position in the game. Jerome Luai can do just freakish things, but so can Cody Walker. I think we just need to see how healthy Cody really is. He, they say that he looks good. They say that he's finding, you know, flying around the, the field uh, and that he is beyond excited for this game tonight. But you always hold your breath with players that are coming back from injury. Um, you know, Benji can tell you over and over again with, you know, his shoulder injuries that he had back in the, the, the mid-2000s almost made him retire. You know, I think he had three reconstructive surgeries in a row on his shoulder and they told him if he had another one, he was over. But... That being said, you just want to make sure that Cody Walker comes into this season for for the Bunny Nation at 100%. Um, but that matchup tonight is going to be electric. And I can't stress to you enough when I say how electric it's going to be. Uh, Cody's going to play incredible. And I know Jerome Luai because Jerome Luai, the funny thing is he is rooming with Benji this week. And... He is so excited, and I don't think he ever even thought that he would be able to play as much with Benji as he's going to. But now, because like I said, with Jerome Hughes being out, Cody, excuse me, uh, Jerome and Benji will be in the halves together. And I don't know if any of you have ever been able to play with a guy that you idolized your entire life. You know, he's been on the field at the same time at Benji, but against one another. But they are going to be able to, I think, do some magic, and who knows? I don't know how it's all going to play out. I know Jerome Luai has played for Samoa in representative football for country. But, you know, who knows what, what the future holds for the Habs combinations for the, the for the Kiwis. But this is going to be something that I know everyone is going to be watching, is that, that Habs pairing tonight um, and then just watching the spine. Because don't forget, um, Benji's brother uh, is actually going to be 
I think he's starting at hooker tonight because Brandon Smith hasn't been able to travel up there because of Victoria. So this is going to be a family feel tonight in this match. It's going to be a, an attacking, fun game. And if you're not excited for it, you don't love rugby league. I don't care if you're in the UK. I don't care if you're an Aussie. I don't care if you're in New Zealand. I don't care where you're at. If you aren't hyped about this match tonight, you like I said, get that mirror out. Let's see if we've got some condensation on that thing. So get ready tonight, Shedheads. This is going to be an incredible match. Again, Fox Sports 1, 310 kickoff. But 3 o'clock, they're going to start the show, start start the ceremony. And make sure you turn in early so you can see the the tribal uh, dances for both clubs as they come out. Because uh, it was magical last year watching Latrell come out in the middle of, of the Indigenous All-Stars. So turn, tune in tonight. Let me know what you think about it because I think it's going to set the precedent of how this 2021 season is going to run. And I think it's going to be cracking. So, enough of the All-Stars. Let's go over some other big topics that are going down in the 40-20. It is breaking left and right. And, and by the time I finish recording this, this, this podcast this week, who knows what the story is going to be at. But Cameron Smith still has not decided or made up his mind if he's going to play in the 2021 season. But a lot of, a lot of rumblings are happening that, that Cameron Smith is leaning towards playing up in Queensland for either the Queensland you know, excuse me, for the Gold Coast Titans or the or the Brisbane Broncos. And it looks like both teams have made enough cap space. It looks like Mal has cleaned up about $600,000 to bring Cameron Smith across. And it looks like Kevy's done the same thing with the Brisbane Broncos. But the funny thing about this whole story is that Cameron Smith has been spotted in, in the Gold Coast kicking and doing some working out. He says his body feels great. He says it won't take him long to get in a match shape. He says he has a hunger for it. But I think the funny thing about it is Cameron Smith has only allegedly been on the phone talking to Bellyache, to Craig Bellamy. And I think everyone has said that if Cameron Smith plays on, it will not be with the Brisbane Broncos. Excuse me, with the, with the um, Melbourne Storm. That might have been a Freudian slip. I don't know. But, but the crazy part about this is... He's talking to bellyache. And, and and everything we watch with the storm is article after article keeps coming out how the storm had gone forward. And, you know, Munster has said that he's ready to see how this team cracks after the big three. Um, you know, Harry Grant has already been penciled in as the, the future nine, so much so that Brandon Smith is looking at getting out of the Melbourne storm so he can actually be nine somewhere else as hooker. And then it comes out that the that that Jesse Bromwich and Dale Fanuka has actually been named as the, the, the co-captains for the 2021 season for the Melbourne Storm. So I can't see him going back to Melbourne, which is going to be beyond strange not seeing Cameron Smith in the purple. But why are you talking to Bellyache? And, I, you know, I, I, there's so many different levels to this story. And, and again, I say over and over again, what makes rugby league such an incredible game is that we have stories like this. You know, it doesn't, rugby league just does not, especially the NRL, does not flow like any other sport in the way that they handle things, the way that, you know, it, it's just different. And especially if you're a fan of Western sport, NBA, NHL, NFL, whatever, it's just different. 
and it and it and it flows different. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so beautiful. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens with Cameron Smith. And and I have a gut feeling that Cameron Smith's playing. I just don't know if he's playing for Gold Coast or if he's playing for the Broncos. But I will say, if you look at where Cameron Smith's kids are enrolled in school, they're enrolled in school on the Gold Coast. And I think that that really has us leading to him being a Titan for this coming season. But we'll see. We'll see. But make sure you keep your ear to the ground listening for the next rumbling of of what Cameron Smith will do next. It's almost getting to the point of it being a where's Waldo situation minus the striped turtleneck and uh, little beanie on top of his head. Moving down to Illawarra, the St. George Illawarra Dragons have named Ben Hunt as their captain for the 2021 season. I find this a little a little strange. Even though I'm a big fan of Benny Hunt, I, I, I really think that... I think he has a lot to prove this season. I think Ben Hunt really wants to show that he can play as a top-tier halfback. I think he really wants the, the halves combination of him and Corey Norman to fire. Even though you will hear a lot of pundits say that, that Ben Hunt's best position is at dummy half or hooker. But we'll have to see because that's not going to happen because as we see so much stuff is happening in St. George right now, Andrew McCullough has, like I said last week, it's official now, he has signed a three-year deal to be the hooker of the St. George Illawarra Dragons, that he is going to be the, you know, the rake for the Dragons this coming season. And it's a three-year deal, so he's going to be there for a little while. So what was happening last year with Ben Hunt going one week he's going to be in the halves, next week he's going to be at, at, at hooker, that is done. As long as Andrew McCullough stays healthy, Andrew McCullough is going to be the dummy half for the Dragons. So that means now Ben Hunt is in the halves, that he is going to be the halfback. And like I told you guys, it sounds like Corey Norman is is cracking. He's playing really well. I know he's got some off-field situations where you know, he's going to have to pay some money for the frack, the fracas he was in with James Siguiaro, uh in Cronulla, the little fight off the field. But it doesn't sound like, they say there's a possibility of a two-game suspension that's coming down from the NRL Integrity Board, but I don't know if they're really going to put that into effect. I know he's going to have to pay some money. But the last time I checked, it's 26 rounds for a an NRL season. And I think that Corey Norman and Ben Hunt will be in the halves most of the year. The question is, with the addition of, of Jack Bird, who it looks like because Cameron McGinnis going down. And think about that. Cameron McGinnis signs that three-year deal with the Cronulla Sharks, get, loses his captaincy, and then last Friday blows his knee out, which looks like now he's going to be lost for the Dragons for the entire season. I think the only the only chance you've got of Cameron McGinnis playing this season for the Dragons again is if they make a, a big push and make it into the into the eight and plays playoffs. Because that is, you know, we're we're looking at a seven, eight month long rehab for for that type of an injury. 
So I don't see Cameron McGinnis coming back, unfortunately. I mean, that's so sad because I know how much the Dragons mean to Cameron McGinnis. I know how much he wanted to finish out strong playing for this club, even though it seems like him and, and, and the coach and the coaching staff might not be on the same plane. But I know what that red V means to the guy. So it, it looks like that is going to be not something that's going to happen. But again, you know, you've got Jack Bird now. And Jack Bird saying that he feels his best position after that the trial beatdown that they took to the Eels, that he thinks his best position is in the centers. So there's a lot of influx going on with the Dragons. And let's be honest, it's going on with a lot of clubs right now. But I know the passion of the St. George fans. I know how much they want to get back in the top eight and they want to contend. And they've got a lot of good pieces. And I know that McCullough piece is a big one um, added. But it's going to come down to their halves pairings. It's going to come down if Corey Norman and if Ben Hunt can play the way that I think they're capable of playing. But we might not have seen them play that way for the last couple of seasons. So Greeny is going to have to, uh, you know, he's going to have to get something out of these guys. Big news, because let's not just stay down under. Let's not just stay down here, mate. Let's get Let's move it across a little bit. So we're going to go up to the UK. And breaking news out of the UK, The Wire has just released. And if you guys don't know, The Wire would be um, what we would call the Warrington Wolves. That's their big, they call themselves The Wire. But The Wolves and Steve Price have come into an agreement. This is, this is his last season with The Warrington Wolves. Steve Price, after talking to his family, his wife and his two daughters, want to go back and come back to Aussie to continue his coaching career. Now, what I find funny about this is usually coaches don't make a power move one way or the other about leaving a place unless there's been a little bit of rumbling and talk behind the scenes of where they may be going. And we know that there are some coaches that are going to be under the microscope this season of making some things happen. Who knows where Steve Price ends up? But I guarantee you there's been already talk about him coming certain places. Because Steve Price is a is a really good coach. And I don't think he tips his hand as much. Because I think the Warrington Wolves are going to have a, a really cracking club this year. And I think they are going to push probably the two favorites uh, of being, you know, the... Uh, what am I saying? I'm freezing up right now but the top two clubs of the Super League. And I and I think that, you know, we are, we always know who's going to be there. But I think the Warrington Wolves are one of those clubs that are right there knocking on the door to compete for that championship this year and for the premiership over there. So it's really strange to see how this is really going to pan out. Um, but that is some big news of, of, of Steve Price leaving and already showing that this is going to be his last season with the Wolves over there. I don't know. I'm just excited. I, I can't really, really stress to you guys how much it, it, it just brings a little bit of light, a little bit of joy back into my heart um, to see the games kind of kicking off. And knowing that we're just, you know, three weeks, three, three and a half, four weeks away from starting off. I guess we are 
three weeks away because, you know, we got kickoff on the 11th. So I hope you guys are excited as I am about this. Uh, it's going to be a cracking season. Now, before I go into outside the sheds, I want to make sure to let you know your shed Adamus is a human being. I know it's hard to believe when you pick it 60%. So I'm sorry, over 60%. <laughs> I hate when I get that confused. Over 60% in finals picks when we start talking about some footy down under. But I can make mistakes, and I'm not going to be one that ever turns away from a mistake. And last week, I was just raving about, about our, our, our great young player for the Cronulla Sharks, and I was calling Mr. Trendle, Mr. Braden Trindle, I think I might have called him Jake. And I don't know if Braden Trindle goes by Jake in, in, in the sheds, but for some reason last week on Outside the Sheds, I dubbed him Jake Trindle. So, Braden Trindle, I want to apologize to you. You played well enough to go by your name, Braden. If you want me to call you Jake, you just let me know. But I will, from this point forward, call you your surname of Braden Trindle. So, great job, Braden Trindle. But that being said, let's move on. We don't want to drum, we don't want to drum too much on me making mistakes here and outside the sheds, <clears throat> NFL picks. But let's go forward. And let's go outside the bubble. And you know how much I love you down under. You know how much I love you, mate. I love you with all my heart. But I have been so glued in to the Aussie Open. It has really probably thrown my sleep schedule off. It is going to be strange that I'm going to try to sleep normally for two weeks and then lose it all over again as we start up this upcoming season. But I've really been glued in to the Australian Open. Um, from, from Serena's push to try to get 24 to Noli's push to, for 19 to Rafa's push to 21. I've just been I've been I've been dialed in. I have been dialed in. I love the Australian Open. And I think I've also really enjoyed seeing again that just Aussie passion uh in the crowd, in the stands. This this, you know, and I know and thank God Victoria, you guys are back out from from being bunkered up again for 5 days. Uh, but again, thank you for showing the rest of us around the world how you handle a virus how you handle a pandemic. And I know it's been tough down there, but you guys doing it the right way has enabled you guys to go to sporting events without masks on. Now, I love my masks, but man, it's going to be nice to be able to go to my favorite places not wearing masks and not kitted up with my mask. And I got some damn cool masks. But still, it, it, it's been cool to watch the Aussie fans just really embracing this. And last night, I got to watch uh, some of the Medvedev Sissipas uh, match, and you know the Greeks were out in full effect, and I'm telling you, I'm a big fan of the Greeks. Uh, those are some passionate people, and I even saw a Giannis jersey down there. I didn't even know there was Milwaukee Buck fan base down in 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 Australia, but I saw a Giannis jersey down there. You guys support you Greeks support your players. And I thought you were supporting so hard that I thought you were going to get Sissipas into the fourth set. But Danielle Medvedev, the guy that embraces being the bad guy more than anybody. And I've never seen a guy at 6'6 wear a, a pair of size small shorts and then look baggy on him. Because this guy, ladies and gentlemen, might be the new, the, might be the new, how should I say, northern tier Ichabod Crane. Because they, the guy, what does the guy weigh? 112 pounds? But man, he can crack that forehand and backhand. And the match we have set up for the final of uh, Joker 
against Medvedev is going to be a cracking match. You know, I I I, I think I will. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say if 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 Novak Djokovic wins the Australian Open this year, he will say in his interview it's one of the greatest trophies and tournaments he's ever played in his career. Because when he strained his abdominal muscle a couple rounds ago, I think that he really was really nervous that he wasn't going to be able to finish the tournament. And he even said it in the interview after after the match, saying he doesn't know what the future holds. He doesn't know if he's going to be able to play the next round. But that's how strong this man's game is. And I've always been a Fed fan, huge Fed fan. And a lot of people that are Fed fans don't like Noli. Noli rubs him wrong. But I've always enjoyed his game. And if you don't enjoy his game, and, and I know he, again, rubs people wrong at times, but I like I like Novak Djokovic. I've always liked Novak Djokovic. I maybe didn't like him as much when he first came on the scene. He was pretty brash. He pretty much said it how it was in his way. And as I've watched him grace into one of the greats of all times, uh, the way he's embraced that and the way that he has conducted himself. Okay, I know he hit the line judge in the throat, but did he really mean to hit her in the throat? She did go down quick, didn't she? I'm sorry. Am I laughing? But uh, I'm happy she's able to speak. But but besides that, in his epic racket smash that I don't know how much he's going to have to pay to, re- to repair the uh, Australian Open court, um, he does some pretty incredible things. And, and a lot of people still say he's the greatest returner in the history of the game. But he's going to have to bring it. And I think that if he wins this tournament, it will go down to him and his mind is the greatest trophy he will lift. It will get him to uh, 18 or 19. I apologize, Shedheads. I've, I've heard so much about this. But I think this will bring him to within, I think, two of of Raj, Roger Federer and uh, Rafael Nadal. Either way, he's still one of the greats that's ever picked up a racket. And then you have Medvedev on the other side, who has beaten Noli a couple times now. And just recently in England, in in London, uh, at the end of the year competition. So it is going to be a fun, 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 fun final. And again, it's going to mess with my sleep. But it is going to be worth it. So make sure you check that out. It will be Sunday early, early, early morning our time. I think it'll be a uh, 2.30 start to that that match on ESPN. But either way, you can find it. It's on our normal stations. But let's talk even more sooner events than that. And that's the women's final. And you'll be able to kick off watching a little bit of the women's final. I'm going to have my my iPad out. And I'm going to have the women's final on my iPad. And I'm going to be watching the All-Stars game tonight. Because, Shedheads, the All-Stars match tonight is going to be going on the exact same time as the women's final, where we've got Jen Brady from the United States against Naomi Osaka from Japan slash Florida. Okay, anyway, but it that is going to be a really, really good match. The question is, if Jen Brady's nerves allow her to play the type of tennis that she's capable of playing, because she pushed Osaka, and she's got the game to, how should I say, trouble Naomi? But I'm going to say this right now. If Naomi Osaka plays her A game, she's the first player since Serena Williams that I don't think anybody can do anything about that. If if Naomi Osaka's first serve 
is cracking and she is not missing her forehand, Naomi Osaka, the only person who can beat Naomi Osaka is Naomi Osaka. So, that leads us to figure out if Jim Brady's nerves allow her to play her best and if her best is even even close enough to push Naomi Osaka to take the trophy from her. Because I think it's Naomi Osaka's tournament to, to lose. And I think when it's all said and done, Naomi Osaka will be lifting another trophy. Um, she is the highest paid female athlete in the world. And if she cracks this tournament like I think she is, that is only going to get stronger because she's got a voice. She has a social platform. She stand up for, stands up for what is right. And she has no problem to tell you what she feels. But I think one of the cool things about Naomi Osaka is you're watching a future great, not just of tennis, but of sport. And to watch her from the, the, the from just the last couple of years to now, to watching the confidence in her voice, the confidence in the way she carries herself, it's only going to get stronger, Shedheads. It's only going to get stronger. And Naomi Osaka will be a force in not just the sporting world, but I think in, in our social world going forward. She's moved to Los Angeles, so I know that she wants to be in Hub Center. She wants to be in that area where she can make a difference and, and, and her voice can be heard. So exciting times, exciting times for tennis. For With Daniil uh, Medvedev and Naomi Osaka, I think really stamping their place into the game as we speak about it right now. And I want to finish this week's episode of Outside the Sheds by going back to a thing that kind of bloodied me a little bit, uh, and that is the NFL. Love the NFL. You guys know that. I think the NFL has a lot of problems they need to work on about what they really are. But I will tell you this right now. The NFL has had an offseason that we will never forget. Back in the day, you never heard about quarterbacks being traded. You never heard about it. You know, it was kind of like I'm married, you're married to your wife or your husband, and even though that person could be a jackass, <clears throat> that might be, anyway, we won't look in the mirror right now, but but what I'm saying is, it's till death to us part. You kind of go, you used to go with, you know what, I, you know, maybe I made a bad choice here, but I'm going to kind of ride it out. And even if I don't ride it out, there's still my quarterback where I might have to bench him. Now, trust me, I've been benched a numerous amounts of times, but I've always recovered and, and taken back that mantle and put that C back on my chest and tried to be the person that I know that I can be. But that's not the case anymore. I'm saying we've had some huge moves in the quarterback department. I'm saying Matthew Stafford now is a Los Angeles lamb. Arr, I mean, ram. He's an L.A. ram. And Jared Goff is now back with Detroit. Deshaun Watson is saying, I'm never going to put back on that Houston Texans gear again. I'm done. And the last, I just heard projection that Deshaun Watson may end up in Carolina. And then you go, well, wait a second, Carolina just made a huge contract for Teddy Bridgewater to be their quarterback going forward. And then you have Tua in Miami. And the Dolphins, for some reason, figuring out in one season, they don't know if Tua, who two years ago was an unbeatable, that this guy is your franchise going forward, that Tua might not be there. And there's rumblings that Tua may end up in Houston. But that's all, you know, and then we go on and on and on. But again, we had another move. We had another shifting part here. And that new shifting part is that Carson Wentz has now left Philadelphia. He cracked the bell and is gone. 
He's left Philadelphia and is now with his old offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, with the Indianapolis Colts. But the crazy thing about this, we're talking a guy that a couple seasons ago that they were saying was the future of the NFL, quote-unquote, in the quarterback position, even though I never felt that way because the guy barely played a playoff game without getting injured. But that that guy just got traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round draft choice or draft pick and a conditional second-round pick in 2022. Are you kidding me? That is a steal. Now, I will tell you, Carson Wentz looks like a, a punch-drunk fighter. And if you've ever, if you really pay attention to American football, gridiron, whatever you want to call it, if you pay attention to football, NFL, usually when a quarterback looks punch-drunk like that, looks like he's got pitter-patter feet, looks like he can't really stand and stare into the eyes of oncoming rushers or anything like that, the swan song's begun. You usually don't come back from that type of PTSD in the position and really refine yourself to become a top-tier quarterback ever again. It just doesn't happen. Um, do I think that it could happen? I don't know. But if we want to look at the science experiment, that science experiment will be Carson Wentz. The only good thing about it is that Carson Wentz did not cause the Indianapolis Colts too, da- too damn much. And it's really going to be funny because, wow, Philadelphia sure didn't get much back in return for that pick either. So who knows? They do have the number six pick. I think that Jalen Hurts has deserved the shot to prove having a full offseason to learn about even what it's like to be the starting quarterback. But there is talk that 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 the Eagles could draft another quarterback because the new coaching staff that's in Philadelphia right now, Jalen Hurts wasn't their guy from the beginning. Jalen Hurts wasn't who this new coach, you know, hooked his wagon to to say take me to the promised land so I'm really concerned and I'm really I'm really you know the Eagles are not my team but I'm interested to see what their power play is and what their move is because they really kind of botched up that whole situation with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and I know it's that thing about they had so much money tied into a guy but truthfully you can't bank your entire franchise just because of one player and if he's not playing up to up to par you've you've got to think about your team and your franchise and I think they waited too long to make the move on Carson Wentz now you don't have Dougie P there anymore Doug Peterson and some of the stuff that's coming out of the Eagles camp about how for eight nine or ten weeks that that Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz didn't talk to each other is fascinating but again you know dysfunction can just ruin things. We all know that. From relationships in your personal life to on professional clubs. But that's going to be crazy to see. And it's 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 some really unique times. And I am very, very excited. Don't forget the quote-unquote new season for the NFL starts on March 1st. So I guess we're going to see because there's going to be contracts are going to be able to be signed. Things become official. And I think we're going to start seeing some real moves again. Uh, and I think we're going to find out what's going on with Tua, what's going on with Deshaun. Um, Jimmy G in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, does he try to do a power play to leave San Francisco? Or does San Francisco, have they given up on him and, and try to trade him 
back to his own his old stomping grounds with a hoodie up in New England. I just think we don't know where a lot of these guys' futures are, are going to uh, end up and what the future holds up for these clubs. It looks like the Russell, Wish, excuse me, Russell Wilson situation has calmed down in Seattle, um, but I think that could refire back up if they don't get Russ some help. They've got to get Russ some offensive line protection because one of these times, this guy is not going to turn the right way away from oncoming pressure, and he's going to turn into somebody, and that person will be waiting for him, and it will not be pretty. So... We've got a lot this this coming new season that's beginning on March 1st to see and to, to iron out some details for guys. So I'm excited about it. Plus, it'll help me get even closer to my uh, March 11th start. And we haven't forgotten about the later March starts for the AFL and the Super League. So it's going to be it's an exciting time, Shedheads. I hope you're feeling this energy. I hope you guys have two, two cans of Monster and you're ready to get yourself jacked. Did I say that again? Jacked for the game that is tonight because I will be there with you. And send me some notes, send me some emails, reach out to me on Instagram, on Outside the Sheds. Let me know you're with me tonight. But that being said, this concludes Winter Wonderland episode of Outside the Sheds. I am your, your Shed Adamus, your host, Corey Jackson. Thank you again for showing up this week for Outside the Sheds. Stay warm, buy a toque. And like I always say, stay out of trouble or don't get caught because I'm not bailing you out. See ya! And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson talking all things NRL, AFL, and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about. 